It's all golden to me. It's my dream to have a golden beard. Younger <laughs> <laughs> but looks older. I'll even try a squat. Here we go. The, uh, the uh, six of clubs. The golden. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Golden to Me video podcast show. Your host, Evan Golden, a.k.a. Golden TV, as always here at the studios at the Berman Law Group. I brought my friend who's my neighbor, who's a professional baseball player. He's here in the studio list. His name is Yorvis Torielba. He always yells at me because I sometimes mispronounce his name. I think he gave me the thumbs up on there. The gringo, not too bad there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Yorvis, man, thank you for coming into the studio. I wanted to share your story with all of our viewers, all of our listeners. I think what you've been through how you succeeded and where you're at right now is a true inspiration. I think that you could be a role model to a lot of young ball players, a lot of people maybe in the minor leagues and working their way up. But I think when it comes to inspiration and just never giving up and the right attitude and positivity is what you kind of represent and exemplify. So I want to have you come on the show, share a little bit of your story from personal to professional. And I think that a lot of people will gravitate towards what you've done and where you're going and a lot more goals and a lot more in store for you. So Yorvis, man, welcome to the show. Welcome to the studio. You, thank you thank man, you. you look like a, a model, a TV star, a rapper or something. You don't look like a baseball player. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. No, of course, man. We, we, we're glad to have you on here. So professional baseball player, was that always kind of your dream as a kid? You knew that from day one you were going to step onto the ball fields and be a professional, right? Yeah, 100%. Since I was born, I was probably two, three years old. I remember I asked um, Santa for a catcher's year and everything. And I think since that moment, like, I always wanted to be a professional baseball player. Man, so that's pretty remarkable and, and to accomplish a goal that big. You know, a lot of people set goals, some unrealistic. But to have that vision and that idea as a young, young kid and, and, and accomplish that, how proud of you of yourself? How proud of your family of you? Um, yeah, they're really proud, definitely. Um, me, proud of myself. Obviously, you know, I had to go through a lot of things to get there. Um, there was many moments where I just wanted to give up. I was like, hey, you know what, like maybe it's not going to work out, but um, actually stick to the plan, work harder and stuff like that, and I got it done. Absolutely. So you're from Venezuela, right? Correct. Tell me what, what's that country like. A lot of people don't know what's going on there, what their government's like, what the system is like. Uh, for me, Venezuela is the best country in the world, to be honest. Yeah? I mean, other than obviously there's some things going on right now and some, some problems with the go uh, government and everything. But um, once you go to Venezuela and, you know, you visit, you're there for a couple of weeks, you see the beach, um, the food, everything, everything is great about it, to be honest. That's awesome, man. You go back often? Um, yeah, I go back almost every other year. So let's go all the way back. So your father was a professional baseball player, right? He, so not only did you follow in your father's footsteps going to baseball, but you went to the same team? Yeah. Because they knew you, they knew your DNA. They knew what you had inside <laughs> of you, right? Yeah, for something like that. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Who's better baseball player, you or your dad? I mean, definitely him. For real? Yeah, I mean, he played in the big leagues for 14 years. You, you can accomplish. I can't. I can't I, hopefully, you know, I get to that point and I'm better than him. But as of now, he's still, he still has a lead. All right, so, hey, I like that. You show respect. You give credit where it's due, man, to the yeah. pops, man. That, that That's awesome stuff. Was he the one that first kind of put a baseball and glove in your hand? Uh, honestly, I think it was my mom. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think it was my mom because my dad was always traveling and stuff. And I think my dad always would, like, you know, my mom um, always would, like, buy me a bat and stuff like that. So I got I got to give it to her. I went to uh, the Dominican Republic earlier this year, and, and it seems that baseball there is everything, like, is their life? I see baseball fields. I see kids. But is it similar in Venezuela? Yeah, it's, it's Very similar. The same, yeah. And they kind of know, like, hey, this you have an opportunity here, right? Yep, yep. I mean, Venezuela, like, you see people playing with no shoes on and stuff like that. You know, they grab a broomstick and they start playing with a 
like like rocks and everything and it's pretty much the same in Dominican Republic like they just live baseball man and they make it work with whatever yep. they can right yep. man that's that's nuts so I wanted to share a story because it was pretty remarkable what happened to you as a kid I hopefully you don't mind talking no, about it a little fine. bit because I think look you know life happens always there's some type of negative or wrongdoing and it's I think how you deal with that, how you overcome, how you bounce back, how you deal with adversity, right? Yep. Share with our viewers and, and our, our listeners what happened to you as a kid. Yeah, so I was 11 years old, and um, one morning I was going to school. Some uh, Two cars pulled out. They kidnapped us. Um, they said that you only wanted to take the car. As an 11-year-old, I was like, okay, like I'll be fine. You know, like They're just going to take the car. Everything's going to be okay. Um, we drive for like 30 minutes away, and then um, they tell us, like they call my mom. And then they tell my mom, like, hey, uh, have your son and your two brothers here with me. And they're kidnapped. Like, you know, we want this amount of money. If not, we're going to kill them and we're going to give it back to you and blah, blah, blah. My mom supposedly hung up the phone and then she thought, you know, they, they were playing a like, prank on her or something like that. So the next call, they called her again and they put me on the phone. And I was like, hey, mom, like, we're here. And then they took away the phone the phone from me, gave it to my uncle. And they're like, hey, like, help us out. Like, we're in deep trouble. Um, we're there for I want to say maybe three days. Yeah, three days and um, It was obviously it was it was Horrible like, you know, just being there not knowing if I was gonna see my family again If I was gonna be able to see my dad my mom like my friends um, It was pretty you know, it was pretty like a bad situation to be in but Eventually everything worked out. We got out probably the third day. Yeah, the third day we got out and Everything was okay after. Dude, that. you didn't know these guys though, right? No, they weren't no. like, but they knew your dad was a professional yeah, they ball player. Was... They knew you guys obviously had some, you know, financial wherewithal. Yeah, so they were kind of exactly. targeted you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Man, three days you're gone from your family. Yeah, they weren't talk to them. I couldn't talk to them. I couldn't do anything. Like I was just with my two uncles. I think they were great. Like you know, like they helped me stay calm and stuff like that. But couldn't talk to my mom. Couldn't talk to my dad. It was it was horrible. Oh my! And then the, and then they ended up the end of the story though is that you guys ended up not paying them, but yeah, they did we, let you go. They probably feared they, they yeah, were getting caught they, or get in trouble. They they started you know they had some miscommunication and stuff like that. Like the guys that had us were the guys that were actually um, like you know talking to my to my dad and mom. Um, they let us go before they actually paid the money. So as soon as they let us go, I went to like a house down the street. I asked for a phone, called my mom, told them we were out, and then they just. They didn't finish it. They didn't give them the, mo uh, the money. Wow. That, that is wild, wild story. Do you have a new appreciation for life kind of after something like that happens? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, it kind of like matured me as an 11-year-old. Like, after I saw life different, it was like more like a second chance, you know. Like, that's why I literally have a smile on my face every single day. Um, I know already what I've been through. Not everybody has gone through that, but the ones that have, they know how much, you know, like how much you don't know, like what's going to happen and stuff like that. So, after that... I just always happy. That's great. And I think that has a lot to do with the success of your career is that you had that positive mentality, you had that right attitude, and you kind of had that goal. And now look where you are right now, man. So that crazy wild story. Thank God nothing horrible happened, yeah. man. And I'm sure you guys are kind of always on your guard now. Yeah, always. Man, that's wild, though. Do you yeah. have, like, security every time you go back home now, though? Yeah, usually when I go back to Venezuela, we have a couple of bodyguards and stuff like that just to, you know, to be safe. But, um, I mean, I still go back. Like, I have most of my family over there and stuff like that so always want to go back to venezuela and you know like last time i went was maybe a year and a half ago great time every single time i go that's awesome man wild wild story thank god nothing bad happened to it obviously you know sometimes 
tragedy to, you know becomes triumph so something bad happened you guys kind of turned it into something good and positive yeah. and and that's one that i wanted to kind of share with a lot of our viewers and listeners like i said we all are dealing with things in life some negative crisis maybe not as crazy as being kidnapped you know by the venezuelan cartel but yeah. You know, when you deal with adversity or negative things, it's it's how you bounce back. You could have easily crumbled from that and, and let that, you know, dictate your life and all your decisions and, and you kinda you went on the right road, which which is which is applaudable. So man. Yeah, exactly. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. So you're a professional baseball player now, man. Are you are you pinching yourself? Are you enjoying life? Is is it is oh, it the, yeah. is it everything you've ever imagined and it's dreamed great. of? Yeah, it's great. Obviously, you know, it's a grind. Um the minor leagues it's no it's not easy and stuff like that but you know it's everything that i wanted to do so uh-huh. i'm up for the challenge i work hard and stuff like that just trying to make follow my dad's footsteps and make it to the big leagues has he given you like a lot of advice i mean i'm sure the league is, is always changing and stuff but has he given you some certain advice or things to stay away from or things you should be doing yeah 100 percent. i feel like this year this past season i feel like he will call me every single day and like hey like <laughs> two for four like how were that bats what pitches did you see? i'm like that i don't remember what pitches i saw exactly he's like well that's something you should be taking um notes off and stuff like that how they pitch to you um how are they gonna work you like you know like your game plan and stuff like that so yeah he's always been calling me and like after like following me every single every single game it, it still say that it's the hardest thing in sports is to hit a baseball you agree with that 100 percent. i don't know how y'all do it man those 100%. things are coming 100 miles per hour what are you, 60, 90 feet away from the pit? I mean, that is tough, man. Yeah. Round bat, round ball, it's, it's pretty tough. But it's hey, that's why that's what you've been working since you were probably two, three years old. So. It's crazy to me, like, you know, a 300 batting average is, is like, amazing. Like, three out of ten is three good. Three out of ten, exactly. That, like, that, that, that to me is like, wait, what? Three out of ten? You're a Hall of Famer. And you're a Hall of Famer. Exactly. That's wild to me. Yep. It just shows you, though, how hard it yeah, is, though, exactly. right? Yeah, it's not uh, It's not easy. That's crazy. You can talk to the pitchers, you can talk to the hitters, and it's it's hard. That's wild. What's your favorite pitch to hit? Uh, Fastball, 100%. So when you see that fastball coming, <laughs> yeah, you know, I huh? Yeah, fastball, I'm like, all right, this is my pitch, let's do it. But even those slow ones, because you could read those better, but the, once they th- start throwing the junk on it, it's, yeah, it gets no, crazy. I mean, obviously, like, at this league, like, they know how to mix pitches, they know how to work uh, in and away and stuff like that. So for me, like I always have that fast one mentality. I'm always expecting a fast one, then I adjust to off speed. That's man. It, it, listen, you gotta and you gotta keep working on your craft too. It's like once you get to there, I think that's like where the real training begins. All right, I'm in the big leagues. I'm I'm, I'm on the Rockies now. What's next? You can't just rest on your laurels, right? You got to keep getting stronger, bigger, faster. Keep working on your technique, your fundamentals. I mean, you see professionals have been playing 15, 20 years. They still go out and practice every yeah, no, single day. I mean, it's like in baseball, you learn something new every single day. Like, you know, like you got to keep working. If you're good at hitting, you still got to get better at hitting. If you're not good in defense, then you got to work on your defense and stuff like that. So you always have to work on something. And every single day, like I said, every single day you learn something new in baseball. What are you working on now? I'm working on overall everything, you know, hitting, defense, speed, everything. Since it's off season, you know, this is like the only time that I have to actually get better and, you know, work on the full package and stuff like that. And then just going to next season ready to go but so all off season you're not just hanging out at the south florida beaches you're, you're working out you're, actually i haven't been to the beach since i got man back. you don't get to enjoy yourself at no, all i haven't been I, I, we did go to puerto rico just got back from puerto rico and that was kind of like my vacations three days and that's it back to work that's it well you you, you want to be the best you could be man and so you know a day at the beach or a day in the gym you know or day training what's it going to equate to you know on the field so exactly yeah you man. seem to have your priorities straight yep that's good, man. Gotta do it. Yeah, you, you, you want to be better than your father, right? 100%. I, I mean, love if that. If I didn't want to, you probably wouldn't be playing right now. 
What's the best thing about kind of being on a baseball team? Is it like the road trips or, 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 or you know, the, the kind of the camaraderie that you guys create? Is, is yeah, a special bond, like, right? You know, like the people that you meet, like, you know, like you meet teammates that end up being family to you and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I hang out with them more than I hang out with my mom. Like I'm with them for seven months and stuff like that. We go through everything together. We go through up together, down together, road trips, everything. So I feel like, you know, like the memories and like the friendships that you made, in baseball, that's that's something pretty special. Yeah, that that's got to be the one of the best. You you talk to people out of the game, and they seem to be that's the most thing they the most thing they miss the yeah, most yeah. about the game is just kind of the guys and exactly. hanging out in the clubhouse exactly. or going on the road trips and yeah, stuff like that. Because like you said, you're with them more than anyone in exactly. life. Exactly, hanging out in the clubhouse, you know, like talking about pitchers before the game and stuff like that, or just playing cards or playing dominoes and stuff like that. That's those are good times. Who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Uh. Tough question. They always ask me this. I they do? Know. Yeah, I, I want to say Miguel Cabrera is one of the, like, growing up. Like, he played for the Marlins down here? Yeah, he did. Um, Like, uh, for me, like, he was, like, the be- he's, he is the best Venezuelan, like, hitter all time. So, I, I liked him a lot. He got some power, man. Yeah, yeah. He puts his weight into those hits, huh? huh? Yeah, oh, my God. He's a, he's a beast. Man. Yeah. When that whole, like, the whole Mark McGuire and, and Sosa, that whole kind of, like, home run and... Yeah. That year was that, crazy. What was that like, man? Watching that as like a fan. I, I mean, I mean, I don't like. I don't think I remember much about it. You were kind of young. Yeah, I do remember Barry Bonds though hitting seventy two. I think it was or something like that. That was crazy because um, my dad was actually with the Giants at that time, and then I feel like every single time he would come up to hit, I would tell my mom like, "All right, mom, like here it is, home run next at bat," and then he had, it was just unbelievable. Like, that was a, that was a fun time to watch. Yeah. They will, they will be walking him with the bases loaded and stuff like that. And you don't see that in baseball. That's crazy. They wanted to give up a run yeah, into exactly. the Grand Slam. That's exactly. what type of – listen, before he even got jacked up or whatever you want to say, he, he always still had had one of the purest strokes, yeah, no, you know? he's always been one of the – he's probably the best hitter in baseball, like, all time. Like, Yeah. What else do you want to do? you want to create any type of, like, maybe foundation for the kids in Venezuela or teach them baseball and get them into the camp? Is yeah. that one of, like, part of your plans, yeah, the big plan? Past past two years, um, at the end of the year, I always grab, like, a box, and then I have, like, you know, like, cleats I don't use anymore, um, gloves, batting gloves and stuff like that, and I always, you know, pack a box, and I give it to my mom. My mom sends it over there to um, little kids in Venezuela that probably, you know, don't have the the – financial status or stuff like that to buy you know equipment we always do that like almost every year been doing it for two years now and look forward to continue doing it yeah that's great man that, that that's great you got to give back you got you got to you got to give to get in this exactly. world right exactly yep man so when you're not playing baseball you like what else you like to do man you're not training fishing uh, what else what's some of your hobbies i like i like movies a lot yeah i, I could literally stay home and watch movies all day um, I like hanging out with my friends who have, uh, like my friends here back home. Uh, what else? Uh, I like playing dominoes. Dominoes is probably one of my favorite. Who taught you dominoes? My dad. You're too young to be playing my dominoes. Dad, my dad, my dad. Yeah. yeah? We, we play dominoes a lot, almost every single week. And, you know, like the boys come over the house. That's and, fun. Yeah, we watch football on Sunday, play dominoes and stuff like that. And I don't know how to play dominoes. After the show, you might have to show <laughs> me a little bit. I got you. Well, you got a traveling, do- you bring a traveling dominoes kit with you? You guys just lay them down anywhere? Nah, we didn't bring it. <laughs> we should have. Hey, you always can be down for a big dominoes yeah, game. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's good. You, you got to be loving South Florida, though, living down oh, no, here. It's South pretty Florida, much paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the closest thing to being in a Latin co- country, too. You know, like, you go to Miami, you see a bunch of Venezuelan, Cubans everywhere. So it's pretty, it feels like home. It does, right? Yeah. That's cool, man. That's good. And you go to Colorado, it's like complete, oh, yeah, it's complete, complete opposite. Yeah. 
Tell me about like the you know the mile high there in the air. Is is that kind of a more of a myth now, or is it real? Like, is it harder to breathe? Uh, ball travels faster. It's like, harder you... to breathe. They, they do say. I mean, a lot of people say the ball actually you know like travel for, uh, farther and stuff like that. But I can't tell. Like, I can't tell the difference to be honest. Like, I mean, some people say it does. Some people say it doesn't. So that's just up to you to decide. You know, like I I really don't know. Like, I don't have a a spot to choose. Yeah, we don't get the science behind it. I was just curious, man. Yeah. You always kind of hear those type of the stories yeah. and stuff, but be careful in South Florida, man. There's a lot of temptation down here, right? Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. The clubs, the beaches, yeah. the girls, you know, yeah. the the nightlife here, the, all these yeah. restaurants. I mean, it's crazy in South Florida. Like, people don't get started till like, midnight here. It's like they're already going out when it's already the next day. Yeah. I'm, exactly. going, I'm getting ready for bed get, these you days. You get out at, like, 5 in the morning. It's I crazy. know. At live in Miami, they, they, the the artists like they're like, "Hey, Drake's performing. You want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to see it." Out, like, nine in the morning. They're like, "He's not coming on until two or three. I'm like, "Wait, what? He's yeah. coming on two or three in the morning?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm gonna miss that one, man." Yeah. What do you? What gets you fired up? You listen to some certain rappers or music right now? Um, I knew y'all got I, those beats and the headphones in before yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. I uh, before the games, I usually listen to on um, reggaeton and then a little bit of salsa, you know, to get me going and stuff like that. Um, I do like a little bit of rap. But uh, mainly like, before the games, it's more mostly like Spanish music. Yeah, I like I like uh, the reggaeton. Is Daddy Yankee considered reggaeton? Yeah, he's the king of it right now. He's, a, he's, a man. he's, he's the a man, boss. right? Yeah, he's a big boss. You, you get more women than Daddy Yankee. Man, oh, no shot, no <laughs> shot. Well, actually, he might be married. So, is he, you're single? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you might. We got to get you on the Bachelor, man. They're, they want a Latin. They want a really? Latin lover this season. Uh, you can apply for it. Would you do that? Yeah, you accept the rose? Yeah, yeah you'd find 100%. love. Yeah. No, I'm playing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they would love. They would love a professional ball player on that show. I know some of those casting directors. Really? We might have to submit a little uh, casting <laughs> tape. That's yeah, a little application. They would love you. They would fall in love with you, man. Man, we're talking right here with Yorvis Torribella, professional baseball player. Lives right down here in South Florida. Had a crazy story when he was younger, kidnapped, and now he is playing his dreams in the big leagues for the Colorado Rockies. Following his father's footsteps, who was a Rocky as well, which is pretty remarkable man it just kind of shows you the kind of the dna the apple doesn't fall from the tree but just because your dad played in baseball doesn't mean you were gonna make it like you still had to work your ass off like just yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't want people to think okay his dad made it and here we're handing him the glove and the mitt and the uniform like yeah. you had to bust your butt to get where you are right yeah 100 percent. i mean coming out of high school i wasn't you know the big baller let's say like i was more like under the radar we had jesus lusardo you know at douglas he was a big man colton walker and stuff like that so um, out of high school, I actually didn't even have an offer to go play college ball. And then, you know, I took a year off and just kept working, kept getting bigger and stuff like that. Then I had the opportunity to go to college of Central Florida where I had a great year and then transferred to the University of Tampa where I, fe I felt like at Tampa, I just clicked everything together and then, you know, like worked hard for it and stuff like that. And that's where I got drafted. You went to Stoneman Douglas High School? I did, yeah. What was it like going through the Parkland shooting and seeing all that happen to your community and your school? It was crazy. I remember I was um, I was actually in the middle of a game at Central Florida, and then um, after the game, I look at my phone. I have a bunch of missed calls from my friends and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, like, what's going on? I look on Twitter, and I see the shooting, and it was just a shocker. Like, I mean, I was like, no way that's happening Like at my high school. Like, I was there two years ago, you know, in that same building and stuff like that. Um, my high school coach, Coach Fitz, um, his classroom is in that same building too. Like I was like, I was worried. I actually came home. I told my coach, I was like, Hey, like I have to go down there and, you know, show oh, you came support. back down. So I came, I came back down that same night after the game and kind of, you know, was with everybody here. I still, I still like knew people at Douglas. So 
kind of came down, you know, showed some support and stuff like that. Yeah, it's horrible what, what happened, and uh, appreciate you showing the support and, and being there for them because the one thing I definitely saw after that is how our community came together, man, yeah. and, and how we've got stronger from that. 100%. We turned into a positive, I want to say, you know, like, now everything's more like a family here in Parkland. Like, yeah. After that, like, it was. Did it was you guys tough. win the state championship when you were at Douglas? Um, no, or was it the year I after? Yeah. Oh, they get rid of you and then they win it. They yeah, get rid of the professional ball crazy. player. You must have yeah. showed them the way. We did win. We did win the national championship Tampa this year though. So nice. I did get my ring. Ah, right, so you got it. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. You go back and throw some balls with those Douglas guys sometimes. Yeah, I actually was there a couple weeks ago. We were. I was in BP and stuff like that. Is Coach Fitz still there? Or yeah, is the, he, the, I figured still. a ball, a big ball club is going to be calling him up soon. Yeah. He should. Dude, I'm telling you, he's Douglas he's the really best, best coach in here. He is, huh? In South Florida. Listen, yeah. Douglas, I don't know any NFL players that came from Douglas. I don't know any NBA players, but we're producing baseball players, huh? Yeah, we got Rizzo. Luzardo, I think a young pitcher too, right? Jesus Lusardo, yeah. yeah. He just made it to big leagues too. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And it comes from the culture there and fits in the program yeah, they put no, together. Yeah. I mean I when I got back from Venezuela in two thousand nine, I went to American Heritage where Coach Fitz was a coach. And then he literally seen me since I was 11 years old. Like, I, from seventh grade to graduating, um, he left Harish, I want to say, my, my freshman year. Came to Douglas. I came with him. And, yeah, he, he's more like a fatter figure to me, too. Like, I look up to that guy. You know, he's, he's taught me how to be a man and stuff like that. So he's See, that's important that they're teaching you that type of stuff because it's not – like I said, professional ball players, y'all are fast, y'all are strong, can hit a ball, but it's above the shoulders is yeah, what separates yeah, y'all and what, yeah. how you get – to the next level, Correct. right attitude, yeah. right mindset, making the right decisions in life. Exactly. That's almost just as important as, you, you know, know, the fundamentals and techniques exactly. of the game. And not having my dad, you know, like every single day because he was always traveling, baseball and stuff like that, having Fitz there, like Fitz, he made sure like I was, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the same, in the, in the good direction. So I owe him a lot. That's awesome, man. Big shout out to Coach Fitz over there at Stoneman Douglas High School, man. He put together some Big ball clubs. You don't have to catch a game. We'll de- let's de- let's definitely go to a Douglas game. We'll rock out our eagle gear and yeah. bring it, man. I-, I tried out for the Douglas baseball team, but they made me run like I think it was like they wanted me to run like six laps in twelve minutes or something. Oh, they still make God. you do that. Um, when I was there, I think we had like a mile Could've... under like seven minutes or something. Man, like I yelled at that coach back there. I said, "This is not. I'm not trying out for track. I'm for trying track, out for baseball." Yeah. Yeah. And he said, listen, you can't do the run. You don't make uh, the team. And that was I, I it. I don't know if they still do it, but when I was there, we, we had to do some conditioning. No, you had. I had to, I'm telling you, it was like six laps. And I want to say it's 12 minutes. Does that sound right? Two minutes a lap. Man, it was tough. It was, it was tough. Yeah. I was a fat chubby boy then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was, I was too, so don't worry. That's it. So listen, you, you got to overcome obstacles in life, man. But I think when you have a dream and you have a vision, no one's going to stop you but yourself, right? Correct. Yeah, That's I mean, it. Hard work. You got dedication. golden nuggets. You got some. You got some wisdom you could share with our viewers and listeners how they can implement that in their life. Whether they're an athlete, whether they're a businessman, whether they're a parent, what have you learned in your life that you could share with our viewers and listeners? I feel like just you know staying positive. Like I mean, I feel like, for example, in baseball, I always tell my friends and I tell everybody that baseball is probably eighty ninety percent mental, and then the rest is physical. Because I mean, if you have a strong mentality and you know you you tell yourself hey you know what i'm gonna do good this game or i'm gonna get my job done you're gonna do it but once you go down and you like you start down yourself everything's gonna come downward so mm-hmm. i feel you know like staying positive um always having a good uh good attitude and stuff like that it's gonna it's gonna take you a long that's way. crazy to say Not 80 only in baseball, but in life. that's crazy you say 80 or 90 yeah. percent that's that's high but i i 100 believe it when you see some of these ball players in slumps 
how much of that is mental, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you go wow. through a slump, and if you think yourself, oh, I suck, I can't hit, blah, blah, you're gonna keep, you're gonna stay in that slump. So you just gotta be positive and always have a, a positive attitude and mentality. That's good golden nuggets, man. Viewers and listeners, listen, it ain't easy. It ain't easy to stay positive and have a good attitude. Exactly. But listen, you have to overcome your adversity and you have to look at the big picture in life sometimes. Exactly. A lot of people sweat the small stuff and I think that if there, where there's a will, there's a way. And if you set realistic goals and you want it bad enough, you could achieve anything in life, man. 100%. I agree with you. That's great stuff, man. We appreciate you coming on in here today, no, man. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I just I, I read your story, and I was just, like, so intrigued by it. I was like, damn, I, I didn't know that whole kidnapping story. I didn't even know you were, you know, living down here on the off season. I was like, wow, this has all got to come together. Yeah. we got to bring them on the show. No, 100%. So yeah, I appreciate you your time, man. I wish you all what you wish for, man. Just keep grinding and make south florida make douglas make venezuela proud man you got a lot of people 100%. you got you, know, you got an entourage you got your mama so i think that you're gonna do it and, and i'm excited to see what the future brings yeah, man thank you thank you thank you a lot really for having me here and stuff like absolutely, that absolutely man luck to you. i appreciate it. make sure everyone follows him right on instagram as well tour let's let's spell this out here it's t-o-r-r-e-a-l ba number nine so make sure you give him a follow on insta show him some love and support viewers and listeners that are watching this podcast of course like it share subscribe helps us bring in awesome guests like like yorvis here so of course we always appreciate your time but uh thank you again so much man wish you again all the best of luck thank you thank you, you got it. parkland strong thank for you. life man viewers and listeners always appreciate your time for listening to another episode of the talk golden to me video podcast show your host evan golden golden tv as always here at the studios at the berman law group we appreciate your time we out of here peace